Firstly, I'm currently at Brunei University London and I'm actually working with the, for this paper for quite some time actually. And why? <laughs> a very, very long time. Um, and every year when the, the, the hive um, comes out, you know, I just added um, the whole document of 140 <laughs> universities, you know, the transfer strategy to be read. And that is actually my holy of reading. So, um, so let me just tell you a little bit of story first. A year ago, I, I moved to Brunei University London. I took up a new role. Um, I now lead the business engagement for the business school. Now, it's quite interesting, well, because one, I research on this area. Could be interesting to see and practice it. And secondly, um, you know, this is where I could actually create more impact as well from my work. But unfortunately, it's not as easy as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know why. Because we actually work with academics, right? <laughs> and um, I, I still remember my, my head of school. The first thing that she told me, don't worry, Andrew, just take it easy. Um, uh, we don't really need to engage uh, with all of our academics. Just select a few, that's enough. <laughs> um, but I have this ambition that I really want to at least make aware of all academics that they can actually engage better for their research for impact through business engagement. So here is my story in a little bit of how it's all started on, on why I look into these um, university knowledge exchange strategies and what I actually look for in, while reading it to just simply see what else other universities are doing in supporting the academy. So we, in the, in the earlier section, we, we listened to Federica's uh, work, uh, Marcus Perman, that talk about um, you know, the process, right? That talk about the importance of academics. A majority of research look into how does these amazing hybrid academics do it, you know? Um, how does these uh, academic, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, entrepreneurship academic do it? But what about the rest, right? What about the rest? What does the, the, the institution put in place to engage academics in, in overall? So I look into entrepreneurial capacity because I'm a bit entrepreneurial. I'm a hybrid as well, um, and I, I run my own social enterprise, I have my own NGO, so I kind of like, you know, have this entrepreneurial capacity within myself. But I remember that I have this vision about, it's quite nice if a lot of academics have this kind of like opportunity exploration that they can then too explore and do, do new things with their research. So when I look into this entrepreneurial capacity, I, I, I I, I want us to, to take a definition that entrepreneurial embedded quite a lot on change of organization condition. And this is actually one reference that quite interestingly Marcus Bergman put on his slides as well in terms of what does it mean by entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial, the change of organization condition. Now when we look into entrepreneurial capacity, there's four elements uh, or area of focus that, that somehow explain what does entrepreneurial capacity is all about. So we talk about the fact that university nowadays need to become more entrepreneurial and so on. But at the end of the day, if I look uh, at the, my first picture here, it comes and goes to the academic themselves, right? Um, so motivation and skills. So we talk about quite a lot uh, since the beginning about why it's important for us to motivate academics, uh, individual motivation, skill required to do so, necessary to have the capacity, which is actually motivation and skill to achieve um, an entrepreneur uh, opportunity advantage to come like to create value and another literature that talk about entrepreneur capacity looks into the 
entrepreneurial orientation, the cognitive element, um, factors relative to knowledge and skill. Again, knowledge and skill. Opportunities for entrepreneurial capacity, for the capacity to evaluate these opportunities. It has nothing to do about creating um, startups. Um, so we're not talking about commercialization. It's just looking into opportunity, taking advantage of opportunity, right? Because at the end of the day, when you want to engage with businesses um, and, and to create impact for the research, academy need to know how to do that. And quite interesting is the word standing up and be self-reliant. And with the current landscape of higher education nowadays, we need to make sure that our academics are able to stand up. Of course, they are. They can, <laughs> definitely. Um, and be self-reliant in terms of the funding, in terms of, of, of making sure that they can actually fund themselves through grants um, and so on, or, or, or consultancy and so on. So the definition of entrepreneurial capacity that I'm going to put here is the ability to be self-reliant, to effectively recognize opportunity and to create value and act with agility and engage in transformative activities because at the end of the day, this, this movement or knowledge exchange movement that we are trying to make is a very transformative activities that, um, that most academics are not familiar with, right? Um, they've been brought, they've been trained to just simply publish, uh, to, 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 to publish, and it's not something that is quite nature for them to do so. And reasonable culture and social norms. So it kind of like fit perfectly of, of, of why I choose the focus of entrepreneurial capacity in relation to the knowledge exchange um, um, strategy that all, most of the universities are actually have to submit for hire. Culture and social norms, um, this is where I make reference to entrepreneurial framework condition on entrepreneurial capacity. It's quite interesting because in the framework, it looks into entrepreneurship education and training, which um, uh, the previous paper is presented. Research and development transfer, which is actually focusing more on knowledge exchange and of course, more importantly, on the cultural and social norm. So the approach that we take is just, we just read all of the high, high um, uh, strategic documents, a lot of them, for how many years? Uh, 2008, 11, and 2016. Um, so in total, we have an, we 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 did I did actually read all of them, but I think I put here is only 97 because of you know some of the university are not existed or you know they 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 they, they combined and merged and so on. So we move into these um, 97 British um, higher education institutions. So basically, for those who are not familiar with Hive, Higher Education Innovation Fund, so be, in order for them to receive the funding, each university in, the, in, in Britain have to submit um, a complete an institutional strategy. Um, so we manually coded them. That is quite painstaking coding <laughs> exercise there. Um, to look, and look into how university help to increase ability. So basically, skill announcing motivation and create opportunity for academic to be involved in knowledge exchange because by the end of the day it is all about the academic. So what have we learned? What have we got from, from the painstaking exercise? Mm -hmm. um, so we actually found these three emergent teams. So most of the um, university engage with this awareness. So this is I know, um, this is actually quite interesting well, quite, or, or, or obvious that you know, they use it as a stimulant. Uh, some of them use it as a formal um, engagement. Some of it through peer-to-peer -peer interaction, through mentoring exercises. 
And some university explain in the scale of awareness. So, you know, some of the university, I could actually give some example. Uh, look into the general overall uh, state uh, of, the, of the university. Uh, some actually very targeted. So this is actually linked to your work as well on specialization and diversification. And uh, some also look into the infrastructure to raise the awareness. So they actually explain what the infrastructure being put in place to make sure that the academics are aware that this is something that the university wants them to start to pursue. So majority of those who actually look into this infrastructure, infrastructure as part of the awareness exercise have their very own dedicated team for knowledge exchange. Now, when we move into the second part, it's actually enabling, is they look into this space allocation. So some of the academics are co-located. So this is actually how they actually share their knowledge together with, uh, with, with those, with businesses or local businesses. Uh, some actually have a dedicated team separated um, in, in a separate office, you know, dedicated office. Um, financial support, grant project level, time by out. So a part of the, there's only four or five universities that actually mentioned the, the, the time by out uh, exercises that they put um, as part of the encouraging academics to engage in this knowledge exchange um, exercise. Upskilling and training, there's quite a lot of universities do that. Integrated training, sporadic. So when I put these two elements together, these are the different engage, uh, different ex, uh, different what do you call it um, activities, types of activities that they engage. Some of them are quite different, you know, because you see uh, some university looking into this integrated training part of the the uh, what do you call it welcome pack. You know, the moment you join university is actually integrated within when you want to progress. Some of them are quite sporadic without any strategy agenda. Now, facilitation, uh, opportunity identification, and networking. Platform and database, only big universities have these where they actually capture, but not all of them actually share good practice. So majority of them just simply capturing the knowledge exchange exercises, but not really share what they actually have captured. Assessment exercises, look into the career progression, assessment, monitoring and promotion, um, reward and recognition, intrinsic and extrinsic value, institutional KPI, uh, this is quite... Um, rare, uh, not all universities have this being put in place, um, but majority of them focus on the process of embedding, I uh, no, sorry, majority of them focus on the output focus rather than the process of embedding. So there's a few examples, it's quite interesting one day where the university actually look into uh, the, the process of embedding, they use the actually have money to actually embed it, the um, engagement exercise for the academics uh, as part of the uh, assessment um, for progression. Sustainability, account for future development, return on investment versus a short-term focus. So most of the um, um, strategy uh, write-up that they put in terms of academic engagement focus more on the short-term focus. It's output-oriented. So, so if we know that if employees support organizational strategy or vision, I mean, we are aware that if we actually employees or academics do that, should performance be improved, right? Performance should improve. Um, that's uh, in, in theory, but uh, this is where, when I look again into the literature on the capacity building exercises, what can we do to make it work, right? And literature shows there are three elements that's quite important when you want to engage with, with, with your employees, um, with, for, for in this case, with academics. So the first one is actually on the skill enhancing practices. 
which are designed to ensure appropriately skilled employees. So are all academics appropriately skilled to do that? Not really and not necessarily, and maybe not necessarily in their interests as well. And they include comprehensive recruitment, rigorous selection, selection and extensive training. This is where we reflect into the ability of an individual able to do the job. Motivation and um, enhancing, so it's more about implementing to enhance employee um, motivation. Typical ones include developmental performance management, competitive compensation, incentives, reward, extensive benefit, promotion and career development, um, and job security. Um, and opportunity enhancing practices are designed to empower employees to use their skill and motivation to achieve organizational objectives. So here we know in mind that we, as a university, we are actually encouraging um, academics to, to work with um, knowledge exchange, right? So in a way, this is what our, what our university are doing in order to <coughs> provide this opportunity. That's one element, but to what extent that the academy will take up the opportunity to practice um, and, and to engage with that, this flexible job design, work teams, employee involvement, um, and information sharing, and this is where I label these opportunities. So, towards developing university entrepreneurial capacity, so what we did was that we just put what we've learned from the um, Hive document, Hive, Hive Institute <coughs> Strategy document, and try to embed the principle um, to capacity building exercise to show that can, if this is actually being done, perhaps this is the desired academic contribution that we could actually get out of it. Now, this is still work in progress, right? So, you know, if you have any idea of, or critiques or, or, or feedback, we will, I will really, really appreciate that. Um, so, principle for capacity building in relation to awareness is focusing more on developing stimulants exercises uh, including formal and informal partnership orientation, so majority of that looking into the mentoring exercises, building relation, relational relationship based on targeted and specialized area of focus. So that's related back to the first and the first two presentation, group and individual based incentives for knowledge exchange activities, both formal and informal societal engagement mechanism, and localized decision making power to encourage self driven uh, initiative and these are the things that uh, we have some example of which universities actually do that which I didn't I, I have time to actually put it here <laughs> I'm sorry about that but yeah the desired staff and academic contribution is um, what we we see from this is hopefully if it's being done properly if it's done correctly it's actually the opportunity recognition that the academics can see from this um, exercise because at the end of the day it's all about awareness right the creativity aspect of, of being entrepreneurial, you know, to see, to combine. Um, I think that's related back to um, Marcus Bertman's um, presentation on the hybridity of academics um, and questioning fundamental assumptions of, of knowledge exchange itself. Because I think this is a debate that um, a lot of um, academics were not being put in place or given an opportunity to discuss this with with the the institution because it's very much top down rather than rather than um you know um from the grassroots and visualizing solution hopefully through this awareness exercise now um based on this um mapping that we we, we come up with a research the next research question that we should actually tackle is how can university motivate academic to support the entrepreneurial university agenda um and uh, some of literature have 
started to tackle this but i think this is a question that we really need to look further into the in the, the gritty the, the the details and the processes on how it's actually being done the second one is on the enabling element so I, i'm not going to go through into details here but you can actually see that it's more about uh, external inquiry it's about partnership orientation it's about encouraging knowledge sharing facilitative uh, communication structure and, and, and sharing the knowledge. So the questions that, that, that we want to pursue here, or we think that uh, more research need to focus on is, what can university do to enhance entrepreneurial capacity of the academics? And I think this is quite missing um, in terms of all of the discussion about knowledge exchange at the institutional level. We focus so much on that at the institutional level that we forget at the end of the day, it's actually the academics that do the job. Uh, and uh, lastly is on the assessment element, looking to the career progression, reward recognition and so on. It's about taking actions and that's where entrepreneurial capacity is all about. It is all about taking action um, and making investment before they are needed to ensure that an organization is able to benefit from the situation that emerge. You know, from experimentation and from, from um, opportunity engagement that the academics are, are, are willing to do. So the next question that we think academics should actually venture into is what are the opportunity enhancing practices that, benefic that are beneficial to support university entrepreneurial capacity um, exercise? Um, and with this, the takeaway is that academics matters, you know. We talk about a lot about uh, trying to, you know, academics should engage with, with, the, with the industry, with the businesses, and do knowledge transfer by you know what are what are the mechanisms being put in place to actually support them and whether they are willing to do it whether they should do it and, and this is always a debate right um, and we identified um, that what universities do to reflect that looking into the uh, a generic mechanism that can actually that that kickstart um, that that, that kickstart to look into this to support this and learn one or two to build entrepreneurial capacity within the university. So um, if you have any questions, um, you know, email me or ask now. Um, yep, and that's Bruno Hall, and this is what we are trying to engage better with the academics in Brunel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.